RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt and today is Monday, August 31st, 2020. On today's show, Chris Pine, in an interview recorded in April, said he would be interested in another Star Trek film. Picard makeup chief James McKinnon talks about becoming a Borg for The Impossible Box, and the book Star Trek The Motion Picture, The Art and Visual Effects, will be available to buy later this week. We're catching up on the weekend's Star Trek news, coming up next. First, we start with a bit of new news that's really a bit of old news. Chris Pine has appeared on a new podcast, in which he indicated that he still wants to be a part of whatever Star Trek outing Paramount is cooking up. His remarks are not fresh, since the podcast was recorded back in April, but since the story is going around, we may as well check it out. A piece in The Hollywood Reporter last week highlighted the debut of the new podcast from Funny or Die, Things Are Going Great For Me, with J. Claude Deering. Deering is an LA-based comedian-slash-writer-slash-director, and the new podcast is a conversational, interview-based show with people you've heard of. In the show's inaugural episode, Deering interviewed Pine, chatting about the upcoming Wonder Woman 1984, but the conversation also touched on Quentin Tarantino, who's an admirer of Pine's, and Paramount's theoretically upcoming, but still nebulously defined, Star Trek IV. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Pine is still on board with another Star Trek movie, saying he'd love to be a part of the next installment. However, that's hardly an indication of anything concrete, other than an actor saying that he loved to act in a role he's already played three times on the big screen. The Hollywood Reporter quotes Pine as saying, I'm the last person to find anything out. I know Paramount is coming out of having restructured a bit, and hopefully when the dust settles, something concrete will come out of it and we'll get back to work. The state of the Star Trek film franchise is currently up in the air. Last we heard, the new president of Paramount's motion picture group, Emma Watts, was still contemplating how to move forward. Decisions there were expected around now-ish, but as with all announcements of this sort, we'll have to wait and see. For now anyway, it's reassuring to hear that Chris Pine, at least back in April, still had an interest in continuing the Kelvin timeline. If you'd like to hear the full interview with Pine on J. Claude Deering's Things Are Going Great For Me podcast, you can do so wherever you get your podcasts. Turning our attention now back to current Trek, James McKinnon, the Emmy-winning makeup artist whose Star Trek Picard team is up for three Emmy Awards this year, has spoken with Sci-Fi Wire about getting hands-on with his art. So hands-on, in fact, that he got to appear as a Borg in the first season of Star Trek Picard. In Picard Episode 6, The Impossible Box, Picard visits a decommissioned Borg cube in search of Dr. Soji Asha. The sets required several actors to be in Borg prosthetic makeup, and McKinnon saw an opportunity. 
After an okay from supervising producer Jason Zimmerman, his team got to work. McKinnon described how they were able to do it. My assistants, Richard Rudlifson and Alexei Dmitriev, slipped me in during lunch because we didn't want production to wait, he said. Our lunch break is 45 minutes and this makeup usually takes an hour and a half, but we pounded through. It wasn't just a bit of fun for McKinnon, however, as the experience also helps him articulate the process to others. It was so much fun and it's on camera forever, he said. And then when I do talks with the fans, I can give them more information about how it feels. McKinnon's Sci-Fi Wire interview also covers a range of the techniques he used to create Picard's Borg looks. Although be warned if you read it, there are more than a few spoilers. However, it's worth a read if only for the tidbits like why he always keeps a banana in the trailer and how they updated Seven of Nine's ocular implant for the new series. Of course, if you'd like to see if you can spot McKinnon's Borg look in the impossible box, or if you'd like to watch the other Emmy-nominated episodes, Absolute Candor or Stardust City Rag, you can do so in Star Trek Picard, streaming now on CBS All Access or available for pre-order on Blu-ray and DVD out October 6th. More news in a moment, but first, a word from me. Today's Daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It should, because I say it at the top of every show. And it's been a while since I've told you about what that really means, Now, if you haven't been listening to this show for very long, then you might not know that only two of us create this whole thing. Chris Peterson writes, and I do all of the audio and visual stuff. That's this show, which goes out on YouTube and podcast feeds, plus the website, the daily newsletter, and our social media feeds, all for you and all for free. But we couldn't do it without your support. The money that you pledge to us through Patreon goes to buying the tools and services that we use to keep this crazy train running, doing our darndest to bring you all the latest Star Trek news wherever you are. So please, head to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news and pledge just $1 or more a month to support this show. It's easy, it's quick, and it makes a huge difference to us. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. And now for a story about eye candy. Released in 1979, Star Trek The Motion Picture impressed audiences with stunning visual effects from beginning to end. And it's about time we had a book about it. Tomorrow, September 1st, Titan Books is releasing Star Trek The Motion Picture, The Art and Visual Effects, a new coffee table book featuring artwork and production stills from the film. Trek Movie shared some exclusive imagery from the upcoming book and spoke with authors Jeff Bond and Gene Kazicki about their inspiration for this celebration of Star Trek's first jump to the big screen. Bond is the author of several books, including Planet of the Apes, The Evolution of the Legend, The World of the Orville, and The Art of Star Trek, The Kelvin Timeline. When it came to figuring out his next Star Trek project, Bond said, This was a pretty obvious one, because the 40th anniversary of the movie was coming up, and by that time I'd gotten to know Gene Kazicki and knew that he was going to bring his vast expertise to this book. 
He's a visual effects producer and a genius at preserving and excavating all that history, and he has contacts with everybody. Kaziki is a visual effects producer with film credits including Titanic, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and The Golden Compass. Bond and Kaziki were in touch with Vice President of Star Trek Brand Development, John Van Sitters, who allowed them unfettered access, providing the duo with a flash drive containing thousands of high-resolution photos from the film's production. There were 27,192 photos on this drive, Kaziki said. It's like they've given us access to pretty much every photo they have in their archives. Out of those photos, Bond and Kaziki selected more than 400 for the book. With literally dozens of new interviews, the art and visual effects comes in at a whopping 176 pages. On the scale of the book, Bond said, it deserves to be bigger because it's the first Star Trek film and it's the most visually expansive of all of those movies. It's groundbreaking in its way, and it really deserves to have a big book like this. Head over to trekmovie.com to see a selection of artwork from the new book. Star Trek The Motion Picture, The Art and Visual Effects is available September 1st and set to retail for $50. But if you pre-order now on Amazon, you can get it for just $39.99. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Sign up for the Daily Star Trek Newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. And if email's not your thing, don't forget to follow Daily Star Trek News on social media. We're at Daily Trek News on Twitter and Instagram. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know, and this week's Trek trivia. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.